Well, good morning, everybody. It's really good to see everyone here this morning. Um, happy Christmas. You can wave if you like and wish me a happy Christmas back. Now turn and wave to everyone who are, who are doing the sensible thing and watching this in their comfies <laughs> around the sofa, um, probably with a little bit of eggnog as well. Really good to see you if you've, if you've popped in online. That's fantastic to see you. Um, my name's Phil Velicott. I'm going to be leading the service this morning. And, you know, I think Christmas is one of those, those times where we get to celebrate the great gift of Jesus Christ um, this, uh, at that very first Christmas. And what, we, what I'd love us to do, actually, boys and girls, if you've brought any presents yourself that you'd like to, any gifts that you've been given at Christmas, just to share with us all, would you like to come up and, and just, just show me what, they, what they're like? I'm going to start with the whole Headley family, actually. That's a bit of a gift, a, a Christmas present. Can you just parade? Can you parade your happy faces? Can you do that for me? Lovely. Come on. What's great is that because they're masks, we, we can't see who you are, really. <laughs> there we go. It's nothing like a good bit of embarrassment on Christmas Day. You can just, just, just put it. There we go. This is, this is our Christmas present. Yes. Love it. That's great. Were they, were they, stock, were they in the stockings? Yes, very, very yes. Very much a stocking present. Very lovely. Boys and girls, are there, is, is there, did, you, did you get any presents this morning that you'd like to share? Not many boys and girls here this morning. Well, do you know, that's okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause it there because it's one of those difficult things. What do we do with those? Um, but we're going to um, begin our celebration this morning by singing a great, um, a, a great song. Um, it's about the small town of Bethlehem. Do you know, it was promised 700 years before Jesus was born that a saviour would be born in that little town. So we're going uh, to stand together, if we like, in here. Um, we're going to listen, worship together by listening to this. If you're at home, turn up the volume, um, sing along with us. Um, we're going to sing together. Well, I'm going to sing with the band. Um, a little town of Bethlehem. Let's stand and listen to that song. Silent stars go by, yet in thy dark sweet shineth the everlasting light. The hope and fear of all thy days are left in
silently the wondrous gift is him. So God imparts to human hearts the blessings of his in this world of sin, where meek souls will receive him still, the dear Christ enters in. Oh, take a seat. Now, we, I realize the plans for Christmas are a bit different this year, and the obvious um, reason for that has been the struggle to make plans with uh, changes in a COVID world. But we're going to continue um, with our service together and celebrate um, Jesus' birth over the next um, few days. Uh, we're still meeting in person here um, on the 27th, so although uh, we're in tier four, the government has, has said very kindly that we're still allowed to meet in person. Um, so on the 27th, we've got one morning service at 11 o'clock and one in the evening on Zoom at six o'clock, and Andy Mayo, one of our church elders, will be speaking um, at both. And please do, again, join us in person or, or online. You know, our, our offering um, at Christmas, we have a, a special Christmas offering um, as a church family, we, we give um, at, at this time. Um, and this, this year, we're giving to uh, OM Syria. That's an organization which is um, committed to, to relieving the suffering that the war in Syria has caused. Uh, and we're just going to watch a video now um, um, about that. Operation Mobilization are inviting us to do something extraordinary in Syria this Christmas. Hannah is a Kurdish woman from a village near Afrin in northern Aleppo. Hannah and her husband fled from Aleppo when the war began and settled near Al-Bab. OM teams knew Hannah through their aid distribution but lost touch with her when she moved. After some time, the team came across her in another camp. She told them that her son and husband had been killed in a bomb explosion. OM sent two ladies to comfort her, as it was obvious that she was exhausted and mourning the loss of her family. The ladies told Hannah about Jesus, our Lord, and that only he can bring her comfort and rest, and they told her where there was a local church she could attend. About two months later, Hannah accepted Jesus in her life and started attending the church. Now, Hannah and her three children are attending all the meetings at the church. Her oldest son plays guitar and helps in the worship team and would one day like to be a worship leader. 
Due to the fear of dying of COVID-19, the pandemic has created many opportunities for sharing the gospel. People need a glimmer of hope in life. The lockdown in Syria was lifted in September. This was mainly due to the fact that the fear of people dying of hunger is greater than the fear of people dying of COVID-19. The increased needs in Syria due to COVID-19 are mainly the need for food is critical to build an immunity to COVID-19. Prices have risen dramatically and have therefore impacted the poverty situation. There is a shortage of medicine, in particular medicines to treat the side effects of COVID-19. And there is a great need for detergents and sterilising agents for household use. Due to COVID-19, much of any schooling that was taking place has now been stopped, which means these children risk falling behind in their learning. It also means that there are many children on the streets with little or no supervisions. We need to pray for the children in these camps. Although more people are dependent on aid due to COVID-19, the team continue to maintain their level of effectiveness. Spiritually, the team continue to see more people hearing the good news. At the camps, they're very involved in helping with an area near Aleppo, and they provide food, detergents and fuel. We need to give praise for the 2,110 families that have been assisted with food aid in 2020. Approximately 1,000 families a month have been given medical aid, and more than 30 people have been baptised during 2020. The OM team in Syria are seeing Arabs baptising Arabs. Particular things to pray for are the OM workers and their partners working in the area for strength and for safety. We need to pray about the closed schools resulting in many more children being on the streets, often unsupervised. And we need to pray for the Syrian families dealing with the effects of the civil war, a collapsed economy, and of course now, COVID-19. It costs uh, approximately £50 to get a basic food parcel to a Syrian family, and this parcel lasts a family for one month. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Um, so what, what we tend to do is we have a, a box, uh, an offering box by the door. If you'd like to put your offering in that, um, that would be, that'd be great. Or, or if you'd like further details, if you're not a regular here but would still like to give, um, then uh, further details are on our church website. Um, please um, just uh, um, email the church or, or follow the link, um, the giving link, and um, uh, that's all right. We have they're pest problems all over the place. Um, little car has just, uh, just, just buzzed past me on the floor. Um, uh, so if you, if you want to give in that way, that's, that's a, a, it's a real, a real, uh, uh, real honour to do that and, um, and do follow the links on our church website.
I'm just going to pray then um, together just to, uh, just to bring that situation and, and our situation today before the Lord. Dear Father God, thank you so much that we can worship together at this time, that uh, we have the freedom to worship Jesus Christ. Um, we have the, um, the, the, the means to worship Jesus Christ together, even in these difficult times. Lord, we thank you that our government have been so compassionate and allowed us to meet uh, in spite of tier four restrictions. Thank you that at this time we can celebrate the good news of Jesus' birth. And I just pray that this morning our hearts would fill, be filled with wonder, our minds with praise. And Lord God, that Jesus Christ may be, uh, may be worshipped by all of us this morning. Lord, we, we pray for those who are struggling in this lockdown world. There's such a sense of, for, for many people, isolation and loneliness. There's a growing concern about mental health. There's... Um, uh, 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 the, the obvious struggles that people are having as uh, COVID uh, uh, becomes more and more uh, virulent. Lord God, we pray that in this lockdown world, you would give us comfort and peace, that you would keep us safe. And Lord God, may we, uh, may we just turn to you in the depths of our, our, our struggles uh, and seek your comfort. Lord, we particularly pray for those who've lost loved ones at this time, both in the past few years, but also those who have recently been bereaved. Lord, we pray for them and lift them up to you and ask that you would um, just show your compassion and care and love. Allow them to know your hand upon them. Lord, we pray for those who are ill at the moment, for, for Peter Hack, for Lionel, um, for Pete Atkins, for Margaret, for Dylan, uh, for Adrian. Lord God, we pray for them. We just ask that you would heal them uh, may you comfort them. Lord, give us as a church just the practical means to support them and care for them. At this time, Lord God, may we um, be so, so full of thanks for you, but also uh, reminded that, that you welcome us crying out to you. You welcome us seeking your face, seeking your care, seeking your love. Lord God, may we do that together, we pray. And may we, Lord God, just enjoy what you have given us at this Christmas time. Um, enjoy the, the fact that um, we, have, we have so much, and that is because you are good. And Father, may we, um, may we be able to worship you um, this Christmas with thankful hearts in spite of our circumstances. And we pray this in your name. Amen. So we, we're going to have a reading now. Um, I've learned a new word. It's the word pogger. Apparently, it means really good. Uh, please correct me if I'm wrong. Thumbs up if it means really good. Thank you. Good. Lots of thumbs up there. Good. Um, we've, we've done the reading in a pogger way. Um, rather than uh, uh, having someone stand up here and open the Bible, what we've got is we've got the, the reading uh, in the form of a song. So if you want to open your Bibles at Luke chapter 2, verse 8 to 14... And a bunch of people called Seeds Family Worship have put this to, um, to a song. Uh, so what I'd like you to do is follow it in your Bibles. It's in the NIV, so if you've got a King James Version, there's not going to be these and thous, I'm afraid. Um, so get it on your phone, follow it in your Bibles. Luke chapter 2, verse 8 to 14. Um, and, uh, and not only have we got it in a song, but some of the young people in the church have also done a little bit of a puppet show for us. So I'm going to... We're going to see that now on the screen. I'm going to go sit down. 
Well, it's always good to try something new, isn't it? <laughs> Do you know, after, uh, over the, the last uh, three weeks, we've been looking at Luke 2, verse 10. And it's the opening message the angel gave the shepherds in the nativity story. It's a story. And it says this. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. And we've seen there that there are three statements about God's news, God's good news in that verse. The first statement is we're to no longer fear God. In other words, because of Jesus, we don't need to be afraid of God anymore. Jesus has come to make it so we can be friends with God where once we were enemies. The second statement that we looked at last Sunday is that Jesus coming to this world is good news, not simply good advice. You see, whereas advice tells us to do, uh, do this, do that, think this, think that, be this, be that, and then God will like you, good news says it's done. Advice says do this. Good news says it's done. Everything that God requires of us with good news Everything that God wants us to be in order to be in a relationship with him has been done for us by Jesus. But the last thing that the angel tells the shepherds is that the good news is for all people. And the key to understanding what God means by all people lies in what the angel says to the shepherds that first Christmas night. And that's what we're going to look at this morning, and we're going to look at it under two headings. The first is God's Saviour, God's saviour, God's saviour has come for all people. I, I don't know how you do presents on Christmas Day. I know some families who have a rule, wait for it, that they're not allowed to open any presents until after the Queen's speech. Could you imagine that? If, if it were my house, there'd be a riot if we tried to do that. But I want you to imagine how you would feel later on this Christmas morning or even if, you're, if, if it's that bad for you after the Queen's speech, um, that you were handed your adoring, uh, by your adoring family um, these three presents down here. And, and, and you, 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 get, you, you get one open, and I love it. Presents take such a long time. Are you one of those people who rip it open, or do you pick it open? I'm very much a rip-it-open person, actually. And for the sake of brevity, I need to rip them open. But here you go. The first thing you unwrap is, is some Listerine. But then, okay, so that's, that's nice. Then you go, and, and the next thing you, you unwrap, and you think, oh, that's nice. It's shaking a little bit, shaking a little bit. Oh, what's this? It's... Um, head and shoulders. Uh, nice. Okay. Um, um, <clears throat> so the, the last one, you kind of go, well, okay, bit, bit ordinary kind of presence there. Um, what's this one? Um, okay, there's a theme appearing here. It's deodorant. I can, I can tell you um, that um, even the most self-confident person would be feeling a bit unsure at this point, wouldn't they? You've been given three presents, and there's not really a subtle message there, is it? Um, it says you've got bad breath, you've got a dandruff problem, and you smell. They're not subtle gifts, are they? They're, not, they're, they're saying uh, you probably need to work on your personal grooming. 
Well, in a similar way, God's gift to this world is also unsubtle. Because God says he's sending a savior to this world. And it says we've got a problem, not a personal grooming problem, but a spiritual problem that we can't fix ourselves. And the spiritual problem is this. We're all sinners. A couple weeks back, a couple weeks back we were looking at the Bible, and, and we saw when the Bible talks about sin, it uses that word to describe how we relate, how we treat God. We don't listen to God, do we? And actually, we don't want him in our lives. But the problem, is that the problem with that is, is that one day, we've got to stand before God and tell him how we've treated him. And on that day, the worst could happen. Because if we live our lives choosing to reject God, well, when we finally meet God, he will allow us to continue in eternity without him without his goodness, his kindness, without any sort of relationship with him at all. And that experience, says the Bible, will literally be hell. But God's good news is this. It's his unsubtle good news. He's seen our need for a savior, and so he sent his son to be our savior. That's what the angel says in verse 11. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord, the Messiah. And the Bible says the savior will be called the Lord. That's an incredibly important term. It's not just someone, a prophet or a helper in some ways. It's the Lord himself. In other words, the savior is going to be God. God's coming to the world to save us. He'll also be Jesus, which means he'll be a rescuer. So from the moment Jesus was born, there is this deep, deep resonance of his purpose. His purpose is to die. And yes, Christmas is when we celebrate his birth. That's the wonderful gift of God. But Jesus is going to die. That's what was going to happen when he was born. And 33 years later, he was crucified on a cross. And the Bible says that on the cross, he paid for our sin, wiping it away from each of us. And that's the good news at Christmas, that God doesn't come to condemn us, but to save us. He doesn't come to crush us in guilt and judgment, but to free us from it. He doesn't come to kill the joy, but to create it by bringing us back into relationship with him. It reminds me of a dramatic rescue I once read about. Um, on, on January the 14th, 1982, uh, uh, in the United States, a, a 737 airplane uh, crashed on takeoff into a bridge and then into the Potomac River. And millions of, of TV viewers were glued to their TV sets. It was one of the very first televised um, rescues of, of, of a tragedy. And the helicopter came along, the water was freezing, there were a few survivors in the water, and the rescue began. The helicopter threw a lifeline down into the water, and one man swam and took hold of it. And amazingly, rather than loop it round himself, he swam to the nearest person and handed it to them. He gave them the rope and watched as they were pulled to safety. And again, the, the rope came down into the water, and again, the man swam, swam up to it and grabbed hold of it. And again, he took it to another person and gave the rope to them. It happened five times. 
until finally the man exhausted himself and was never seen again. You see, like those plane crash survivors in that river, we're also in great danger. Our, our, our danger is spiritual, though. We're, our danger is facing God without a savior. Yet Jesus is like that hero in that river who at the cost of his own life offers us a way to be rescued. All we have to do is trust in him. That's the good news of Christmas. So if the first point is a savior has been given to all people, the second people is that this good news is for all people, for all people. I don't know whether you've noticed, but the news of great joy goes to all sorts of people at this Christmas, all sorts of people in that, in that first Christmas story. So the, the new news goes to Mary. Now, now Mary, bless her, was haunted by the rumor that her child was illegitimate. We know that because 30 years later, when Jesus was walking around and telling people the good news of, of, God's, of God's kingdom coming, his opponents talked, talked of him as as an insult. They said, oh, that's Mary's child. That's the son of Mary. In those days, you would say about a bloke normally the son of Joseph or, or, or the son of the carpenter. No, they wanted to underline where he came from. Mary's son. It was a taunt. The angels also appeared to shepherds, and they were the outcasts of their society, the lowest of low statuses. And yet when they worshipped Jesus, they were received and not turned away. And the good news also went to foreigners. In those days, foreigners were really hated. It wasn't just the Brexit situation of a nice handshake and parting ways. Foreigners really, really, really were hated by the Jews in that time. And they were the wise men. They, they, went, they traveled long distances, dangerous journeys to see Jesus. And when they arrived in Jerusalem, they were, they were, they were, they were passed off uh, with, with a little bit of a pat on the head and run along now. And then, even then, the Jewish king of the time still treated them with suspicion and even tried to exploit them by telling them to show him the way to the baby so he could secretly kill the child. Can you see? They're all broken and despised people in a broken world. And that's one of the most incredible things about who Jesus has come for. Jesus has come for all people. And whereas man-made religion tells us we have to change, change who we are in order to find God, whether that's our, our names or our culture or our status, even our language, Christianity tells us that God has changed himself in order to find us. God became a man so that we might know him and love him. And whereas man-made religion tells us to do good things to earn the idea of God's favor, the good news of Jesus is that God has done all we need to give us eternal life and enter into his love. And that is incredible news, especially in our fractured and broken world. Do you know, you just have to look at this last year to see how broken it is. Our world stresses and expresses individuality in so many ways. And that splits us into factions. Factions of sexuality, factions of race, factions of wealth, political factions, national differences. We're even being split into which tier we belong to. 
And the effects of all this culture fracture is that we're becoming afraid and indecisive. Just look at the sports, sports field. You know, bless them, sports people are getting booed for taking the knee and booed for not taking the knee. What do you do? Celebrities are being both trolled and praised for losing weight and gaining weight. There's no right or wrong, no truth, no clarity, and it takes a brave person in our world to say something and nail your colors to the mast. But here's the truth, and I'm going to do it now. Here's the truth. The ultimate truth, the only truth in our lives that I pray and I hope will utterly destroy the factions and bring us together under one, one label. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Whoever you are, wherever you are from, whatever faction you do and do not belong to, whether you've taken the knee or not taken the knee, wherever you are in tier one, two, three, four, or ad infinitum, Jesus loves you. And when we believe in him, all that that class and that jealousy and that fat shaming and that name calling ends. Why? Because we come under one roof. We find our identity in Jesus. He humbles us. We can no longer say, I'm better than you because I take the knee. He gives us all the same status. I can no longer say, I'm tier one, I'm better than you because you're tier four. Why? Because he's given us the same name, children of God, loved by Jesus. Do you hear that good news this morning? Do you get it? Jesus is God's gift for this broken world, for all the people in the world. Do you want to become unbroken? Then believe and trust in Jesus. Do you want the uncertainty of the future to end? Then believe and trust in Jesus. Are you tired of not belonging? Are you tired of being worried about who you are and where you fit? Then believe in the Lord Jesus. He's come into this world to bring us certainty, to bring us identity, to bring us belonging, to bring us everlasting love. And if you're a believer already, fill your mind with him. And his goodness and praise uh, praise him like those other outcasts, the shepherds, the unmarried mother, the foreigners, because he's given us a new status and a new belonging. We're children of God. And you know, whatever happens in 2021, however uncertain this year may be, here is the good news that is for all people. People like us here this morning, people like us watching online, people like us all over the world in all their different tiers. 2,000 years ago, a savior was born. He is Christ the Lord. And if you're struggling with that news or don't know what to do with it, can I encourage you on the way out? There's um, a, a Mark's gospel. It's a, 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 red, um, a red gospel, a bit like this. And can I encourage you, just read it through. Just read it through. Read about Jesus yourself. It'll take you about an hour. And at the back, there's a, there's a page that just says, what's your response? And you can pray. You can talk to him. 
You can say, Lord Jesus, in my world, in my broken world, in my broken life, I need you. I need you. The Savior who was born 2,000 years ago for all people, people who in our world might be broken and fractured and divided and uncertain and unsure. I need the love of Christ. Please come into my life and be my king. Let me pray. Dear Father God, we thank you that Jesus Christ has been born a saviour. That unsubtle message that says we need a saviour to save us from our sin. Lord Jesus Christ, please, may we be just really aware of how we treat you and therefore how much we need you. Lord God, I pray that you would come into our lives, help us understand that you must be king, and help us to live with you as king, not on the sidelines of life, but on the absolute middle of it, in the middle of it. So that, Lord Jesus, we might really, really revel in this good news at this Christmas time. Lord, we thank you that you've come for all people like us. That, Father God, there are no uh, racial boundaries with you. There are no, um, th- th- there are no boundaries on, on, on any issue that is massive in, in our culture. But, Lord God, Jesus loves us all. And we thank you. And, Father, I pray that we would respond to that by asking him to take away our sin and giving us eternal life. Lord, we thank you so much for this good news at this Christmas. May we rejoice in it. May we celebrate it. In spite of our circumstances, Lord God, may we just rejoice at this time that a Savior has been born to us, and he is Christ the Lord. We pray this in your name. Amen. Well, before uh, we finish uh, this morning, we're going to sing one more carol, uh, See Amid the Winter's Snow. You know, I'll invite the, the band to come up. But the other thing I forgot to say is that there's going to be chocolates at the door. Um, do feel free to, to, to well, well, we'll hand them out to you so it's all kind of COVID safe. Um, and again, also the, the, the Mark's Gospels, little red Mark's Gospels are going to be at the door too. So let's stand together. If you're at home, again, crank up the volume. Um, Sing raucously um, at home. Um, Here, you're allowed to hum, I believe. Um, So hum um, um, sensibly. There we go. Good good adjective there. Um, Let's stand together. Let's worship together. See amid the winds of snow. It's that great song. Hail thou ever-blessed morning. Hail redemption's happy dawning. Sing through all Jerusalem. Christ is born in Bethlehem. Let's sing.
promise from eternal years. Hail the weather, blessed morn. Hail redemption's happy dawn. Sing through all Jerusalem. Christ is born in so much for this opportunity to worship together um, just in your word in reminding ourselves of the great gift of good news this Christmas time. Father, I pray that our Christmas uh, would be one where we do remember the gift of God, a Savior born to us who is Christ the Lord. Lord, may you bless us this day and this time. May we, Father God, take the, the opportunity that these times present to really, really understand for ourselves who Jesus Christ the Lord really is and what he has come to do for us, even us. We praise you for this time again, Lord God, and ask for your blessing upon us. 
in your name. Amen. Well, please do take a seat. The stewards will, um, will usher you um, to the exit that side. Again, um, Liz has got a, a, a pot full of sweets, so don't all rush at once. Um, and, um, and there are some uh, Mark's Gospels. Again, do grab one if you'd like. Um, if you want to grab one for a friend as well, do, do take one. Um, and happy Christmas to everyone. Thanks for coming. Thanks for logging in online as well. Um, you've done well. Have a good uh, rest of the day.